even when I'm down. Got my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. I got big dreams, gonna make them true. All right, cool. So, uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Genius Lab podcast. Uh, today, we are sipping some uh, Cafe Umbria. Uh, I love this with, stuff. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> we have it every week when CJ comes over. This is CJ Lambert. Hello. He, he and I uh, are with a guy named Chris Law, started uh, Hear the Hope about five years ago. And um, CJ and I have been meeting on Tuesdays uh, ever since. And it's just, we just got things going. We have had so much fun and it's been really fun over what the last five years to watch the evolution of CJ going from day corporate job guy with a little (laughs) bit of music to a lot of music and hopefully sooner than later, no corporate job. (laughs) But no more security, no more security. That, yeah, that's what that is. That's my security check. <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. A lot. This is awesome. So, uh, this is the first time I videoed. So you guys just bear with us. Um, but, uh, you know, Hey, it's fun. The theme here in the genius lab podcast is realize your greatness. And I've been doing for two years, I've been doing just a solo act telling you guys different techniques that I've used to realize my greatness, to come into the being the best that I can be and and bringing the best that I've got to the world. And uh, I decided in 2023, I'm going to shift to an interview uh, process. And CJ's uh, was willing to be our very first one. Uh And uh, so we'll see how it goes. (laughs) But uh, so I talk about realizing your greatness and, and what does that mean to you? If you think about, you know, realizing your greatness, you know, you've, what is that for you? Yeah. Well, I like how you're asking that. How is it for me? Because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, everyone has different, different measurements on what they consider great. Um, and success. Um, what does it mean for me, man? Waking up every day, loving what I'm doing. Yeah. Loving the family. Yeah. That my wife and I created. And yeah, man, that's, I don't even, I don't know where to go from there. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Being grateful for everything that yeah. you have in your life. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yet, how, how many of you wake up every morning and are like, wow, I get to live another day? I was uh, I was listening to a, a guy named Paul Selig uh, when I was on my walk yesterday, and and he stu- he was going on about this thing about the, the external life and how the external reality actually lives within us. And I remember, and I it really hit me because I'm glad you said that, CJ, about like your family, because I remember being on a beach in Kauai. It was like six o'clock in the morning. The sun was coming up. I had just gotten to the island the night before, and I was so happy to be there. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to a friend of mine who was really going through a hard, a hard time. And, and I, I looked at him and I said, man, look at this, a new day of possibilities, beautiful sunrise, beautiful ocean. And he turned to me and there was a tear rolling down his cheek. And he said, all as I see is another day of pain. And I wonder if I'll make it through. 
externally we were seeing exactly the same thing Mm. you know internally we had we had a completely different view even though we were sitting at the same place so you know i mean what a beautiful thing i wake up every morning and i have my wonderful family and you know wow that's great i I don't know who said this i'm sure multiple people have but like how much do you value that day getting out of bed like like I mean, we've all been there. Like, like you, let's say you have a bunch of stuff going on, and you just don't—you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Um, try to try to think about it. Like, how much, how much is that day worth to you? So, if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, I will give you a million dollars today, but you're going to die tomorrow," like, if you take that money, yeah. would you take it? And like. Well, no. Hell, Hell no. <laughs> okay. So what if it was $10 million? Like, no. You're like, no no amount of money is going to buy your last day. Yeah. So how much is that day really worth to you? It's worth more than all, all the money you can imagine. And so much today, everything's about money. Uh, it's the matrix <laughs> it is, is it's that. what measures everything. You know, if a company is successful, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're providing a service to millions of people and making their lives better. If they're not profitable, they're not a good company. You know, uh, it's and, and a person, you know, what do you do? It's almost the first question anybody ever asks you when they meet you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing that I, I have, have noticed about you, CJ, and, and the, the growth that I've seen, you in terms of what you love to do in, in let's say music production, for example, when I met CJ, I, I have a little red book over here. Can you hand me a book right there? It's you're funny, man. I love this. Yeah. I love it. So this is the pro tools manual CJ method of production <laughs> right there. I have it scratched in on with a Sharpie <laughs> and this book has all my notes of all the times that CJ and I have been together producing music, he taught me everything I know. Uh-huh. And um, he's come a long way. I just realized last time we were working on a song, he goes, oh, use this different uh, limiter and use this different uh, c- uh, compressor. And, and then we're going to use this other EQ thing. Well, I, well, what about those? Well, that's what I did a couple of years ago. Now <laughs> I found a better way. And so there's it's constant improvement. And, and so a, a lot of times success, achieving what we want to, if we identify success by um, achieving what it is we set out to achieve, um, a lot of success is followed by adversity and hard work. And, and sometimes shitty stuff happens, but when you get through it, you've learned such an incredible lesson. And um, I remember you telling me one time somebody sent you a project and files were all over the place. Oh, yeah. And and it was like, you know, what's your That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. So so it's not all just like glamour like you see in the movies, you yeah, know, with the yeah, Beach yeah. Boys singing and the producer yeah. and the engineer back there sliding the things <laughs> and everybody's smiling. Oh, that's and, funny. Uh, what kind of adversity have you had that you've had to overcome uh, to get where you are now? Man, well, I agree with that statement and I kind of don't so yeah it, we all see adversity in our lives at some point um yeah i don't want to just sound cliched but yeah if you get knocked down how do you get up right that's it, it it's there's a lot of truth behind that but at the same time there is also greatness that comes out of something that's effortless 
you don't have to have adversity to experience greatness or success. Mm -hmm. That's I, I kind of feel like that's what society puts on us. Okay, if we want to have this huge accomplishment, oh man, you have to pay your dues. You you have to swim, swim upstream. Mm -hmm. It's that's that's not always true. That's um, a good point. But then again, it like it comes down to the journey. So let me just think of it like I've been playing guitar for oh wow, uh, 30 almost 30 years now. Um back when I was really learning, I would as a teenager, I would go to school, come home, I'd play for two or three hours, have my dinner, eat a little eat a little bit and do some homework and then play for two or three more hours. So every day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing four to six hours of guitar mm -hmm. every single day. And I did that for years. Like that never felt like I was putting in effort. Gosh. It was just something I did. Um, so someone might look at that and say, wow, he really struggled and worked hard. Or, or you really had to practice. Like yeah. it never felt like practice. Never. Or yeah. It, it was that effortless. way with me with the drums. I would yeah. go in and I would play for hours. I would stack records on my on my parents' uh, phonograph, and <laughs> and and the they were usually Beatles albums. And there would back in the old days, you had this long stem, and you could put like four or five albums. Yeah, that was a, that was several hours worth of music, and I would just play along with it. And if anybody said, you know, how do how come you how do you spend so much time practicing? I'm like. I don't. It's just what you do. You just the what, it's just what I you love, do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that goes Good back point. to what I said earlier, like getting, starting your day off, and you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel like, like work. Yeah. If it's, then it it just comes easy. I don't know. I, I love I, it. I don't know if I'm making sense on that, but totally. And and you know, if you think about it, your greatness. I you could almost say that your greatness is the thing that comes easiest to you because it's the most truth of who you are. Well, sure, yeah. And I think that's where that's where people get hung up. I hear it all the time from people. Well, I don't know what to do with my life. I I have all I have these interests, I don't know what to do. All that means is like you need to try several different things. Uh-huh. Until something lights you up and when it does, you 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 push, you run with it. One of the things we've been doing for five years is working basically for free, helping yeah. helping little kids' dreams come true and helping veterans' dreams come true and making really cool music and bring them into a studio where they can like feel like they're feel like they're a rock star. Yeah. And uh, we we love it. Yeah. Boy, would it be nice to get paid? Heck yeah! <laughs> but but it's so cool that we love doing it even when we don't. Mm -hmm. And and it's a, a path that CJ and I every year we look at each other so. Do we do it again? And we're like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, we just had this cool little kid, um, Bodie. Yeah, Bodie. Yeah. 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 Go to hearthehope.org and and check it out. Uh, if uh, it, It'll probably be in the uh, archives by the time you get this uh, podcast. But um, but check it out. The story about Bodie, man, what a tearjerker. And CJ and I wrote the song one day and then CJ took it to his parents and the mom burst into tears. <laughs> and, and, mission accomplished. So, mission accomplished. <laughs> And then he worked with these kids to record this thing, and it's it's a beautiful song. But when you see the smile on their face and and the response of the parents, uh, in some cases, the kids that we've worked with, that has been uh, the legacy that the child has left behind. We've worked with a lot of cancer patients and, yeah. and kids that are terminally ill. 
And since you're talking about adversity, can we talk about how Here the Hope started? Yes, please do. Just just briefly. We'll spare the details. Um so my my wife and I have two boys. Our youngest one has Down syndrome. And um he was in the NICU for over three weeks at the very beginning of his life. So yeah, he had a life-saving surgery when he was a week old. Um, that's adversity, man. Yeah. Um, wondering, like, if your kid's going to make it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it sucked. That's, I don't know, there's no other way to say it. Um, but, but after being in the NICU, after we got him through his surgery, um, we realized, you know, he, he's going to come home. You know, like this will be all right. It's just life isn't going to look like exactly how we imagined. Yeah. That's fine. Does it like, it does it ever? I mean, it, it's, always, <laughs> it's always a little different than what you expect. Yeah. Um, but while we were in there, uh, looking around at some of the other kids, like some were in there for six months, some others a full year, and some others that were not even going to get out. And my wife and I quickly realized like we're, we are the lucky ones. Like we're gonna bring our baby home. So fast forward a little bit, we bring him home and you know, we get hit with a bunch of bills and yeah. Know, this is adversity at its best, man. Like <laughs> like he, he it's, me- medical it's bad enough that you have to go through the trauma of of uh, of a a child that, yeah. that almost didn't make it. Rough entry. And, and then <laughs> then oh by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a bunch of bills coming in and Toby happened to know our other here, the hope co-founder, he, at the time he worked for children's hospital and, uh, we figured out like we, we were just kicking around ideas like, Hey, let's, let's give back, you know, let's do a fundraiser for the hospital. And, uh, that, that was kind of how here the hope started. Yeah. We were going to do one project, but then it turned into a, a, a monthly endeavor. Yeah. One of the doctors heard about us and he said, I haven't played guitar since medical school. Can I do a song with you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, heck yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess in a way it's, it's, yeah, that's adversity. It's turning your mess into a mission. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good. Thanks for sharing that CJ. Cause that's an important story. Yeah. And, uh, it's easy when you get into the grind of things to forget, you know, like I, I, I don't think about how we got started very often, but when I go back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was really fun. And it yeah. was, we were going to do one project yeah. and, uh, and you know, here it is five years later. Here Very we cool. are. Yeah. Very cool. Jeez. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> so do, do you have any regrets? I hate that word, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, any regrets, man. I mean, there's always stuff that you know, everyone, everyone listening to this, they can think of things. Yeah. I wish I did that a little differently. Um, I remember there was a band that you worked with that was going on a huge tour and and you, you, you didn't go on the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little about that. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sure. I know everything works out how it's supposed to and all that kind of, you know, stuff, but yeah, you all know some of these songs too. So two number ones and seven top forties. Jeez, man. Well, anyway, yeah, there was there was a fork in the road for me. I was leaving this well-established band, and 
I was joining a, a new one. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to change. And, uh, right when my foot is out the door and I feel like this always happens, it's like, right when you're about to leave, there's something grabbing you and like trying to pull you back in, you know, like I've heard this analogy, like you uh -huh. throw a bunch of crabs in a bucket and they all try to climb out, but the other crabs are just like climbing, like pulling them back in. Like yeah, none of them yeah. can get out anyway. So that's very random, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so yeah, the, the fork in the road and the, the, the band that I was leaving was just leaving on this, this worldwide tour going to Hawaii, Alaska, Japan, Guam. I think New Zealand was on that, like a lot of really cool places. Well, I turned it down and I don't want to say I regret that. I don't. I would have loved to see the world yeah. like, in that way. It was a seven-week tour. Um, but but that band that I that I joined, we ended up, you know, getting a record deal. We got to work with an industry veteran, which was really cool. Um, so I don't I don't know if I regret it. That's not <laughs> that's not the right word. It's I don't know if I'd really change it either. The more I think about it, yeah. I mean, there's there's great stuff that came out of that decision. Um, anyway. Cool. <laughs> so, so what do you think if, if I were to ask you, you know, cause some people, there's all kinds of different metrics. You, you talked earlier about how, you know, so many people use money as a matrix, you know, this is, I'm successful because I have this net worth and you're not successful because you don't have that net worth. But then there's, there's lots of other, accomplishments i remember uh sitting with my dad um uh just a month or so before he passed away and and i had always wanted my dad to be proud of me and um ooh. <laughs> he was man um, i'm sure and yeah. when i was in the athletic shoe business i made a lot of money Mm -hmm. So I had the new BMW, I had the Armani and Versace <laughs> suits, you know, man, I'd come in, I'd take my dad out to the nicest restaurants and waiting and waiting, waiting for him to be proud of me. Mm. And, uh, we were sitting watching a Seahawks game in his, in his, in the family room of, a, of the house where I was raised. And I remember my dad just out of the blue, it was like a Budweiser commercial or something. He looks at me and he said, do you know how many people are alive today because of your healing work? Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I've never thought about that once. I, I never kept score that way. But it was so funny because when, what he was proud of had nothing to do with how much money I made. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was my impact on the world and healing people. And it really, it really hit home. Um, if you can't find the good in yourself, if you can't find the greatness, maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Maybe you're keeping score. You know, it's like, it's like um, you're playing football, but you're keeping basketball score. You know, <laughs> it would be really frustrating to score a touchdown and only get one point, right? <laughs> You get seven or six when you, when you score a touchdown, um, maybe you're keeping score to a different game and maybe it's not the game that you're in. And, um, I remember doing some research one time, uh, when I was working with, uh, I was looking at veteran suicide, uh, when I was working with, a uh, an organization that helped, uh, treat post-traumatic stress. 
And I, I came upon this statistic. I don't even know how, and but it was 20 of, of the death of, of, um, DECA millionaires. So people worth more than $10 million. Hmm. The suicide rate was 26% of, of the, of, of the, of DECA millionaire deaths. 26% were from suicide. Wow. And I'm like, who would be a multimillionaire and kill themselves? You know, it seems like that would be the answer to all the problems. If we look at all the commercials that we see on TV or whatever, but it it really hit me that, that it really didn't, maybe there's another way to keep score. And I, I would say for those of you out there who are struggling or feeling stuck, you know, let's look at how you're keeping score. That's causing the, the turmoil. Um, CJ, you could have given up really easily, you know, wow, we got a down syndrome kid that's going to need help for the rest of his life. We now have gazillion dollars worth of hospital bills. Shit. I'm off to Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> let Kelly deal with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, but you didn't. And, and now what you've got is, is, is greatness supreme. You know, Hudson's just an amazing little kid. He's, yeah. he's come to the golf tournament a couple of times that we do for children's hospital. And, uh, so what, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? I'd say my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much do they make? No. <laughs> That's so wrong, man. It is. It's so wrong. <laughs> biggest accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, the, the family is a result of of everything that we've done, like my, my wife and I together. Um, it's like taking up all the best qualities of your past and putting them in. Right on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, very cool. So, if you had one piece of information, uh, one bit of wisdom to impart to someone watching this or listening to this that's struggling, like. I, you know, I'm, I've dealt, dealt with this with people that I've worked with. They're like greatness. I, I don't have any greatness. What are you talking about? Um, how would, what advice would you give someone who wants to be okay with themselves? And, and, you know, when I say make an impact in the world, I don't necessarily mean you got to be world famous, but I mean, you're here for a reason and whatever that reason is, um, what advice would you give to someone to find their passion and, and, and find their genius? Man, that's a good question. Um, I would say clarity is number one. Get, get, get clear on what you really want out of life. Um, I think life reciprocates. So some people call it the law of attraction or, or whatever you want to call it. But I, I truly believe a hundred percent if if you want something then you give that so Got it. if you want more love in your life then love if if you want more generosity in your in your life coming to you be generous um if you if you want to i don't have anything like if you want to if you say hey I, I need a better work ethic then get to work got it then whatever you want give and i truly believe that it comes back more beautiful yeah, yeah totally um and i'll add one thing because you brought up your dad yeah my dad was a huge impact on me in my life um 
he always had three rules growing up that he he would drive into all of us kids. One thing, uh, never tell yourself you can't do something. If if I ever, I, I remember, like I walked, I would walk into his office. He'd be there doing something on the computer. And he's like, what's, what's going on? I'm like, I can't do, like, he would just, he would yell at me, stop that. Like you thought I'd like <laughs> dropped an F-bomb as a little kid. Like you could not, like can't was the worst four letter word in our house. Um, his other rule was do your, your best. Not be the best. Do your, your best. best. Yeah, I like no matter that. what you do, mm-hmm. you have to do the the best that you can, no matter what. No question. Um, and then the last one was visualize. Oh, yeah. So, like my brothers and I were like we were in sports a little bit growing up. He would always say like, "See it happen." Like he would imagine like if you're at the foul line like shooting a basket. It's like you, you see it happen, you go through the motion first, and then you do it. Always visualize. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, those those are the three rules to life in my in my book. So I love it. Yeah. They're good ones. And hopefully this has been helpful for all of you. And uh we're gonna post the the video on my YouTube channel and we're gonna have the audio on the Genius Lab podcast. Share it with your friends. If you have something to say about realizing your greatness, get in touch with me, Toby at tobychristensen.com. And uh, let's do a podcast together. CJ, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for letting me do this. Man, this is awesome. I the love- first one, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that you're doing this. You're, you're going to talk with a lot of great people that have good insight. It's it's going to help help a lot of people out there. It's freaking awesome. Well, I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you next week.